Wednesday, July 19th, 2017, here on the Patriots Beat Podcast. We have a great show for you guys this week. We are breaking down the New England Patriots offensive unit. Is this Patriots offense the best offense we've ever seen? Who will get the reps at wide receiver and running back with stacked lineups at both positions? And we'll also talk about the offensive line, how their play should be even better this year than it was last year. And again, we will take a look ahead to training camp, which starts next Thursday, July 27th. All that and more here on the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Patriots Beat Podcast, episode number 203. We are here breaking down the New England Patriots' stellar offensive unit that will likely be the best offensive unit in all of football this year. My name is Michael Longi. Welcome to another episode of Patriots Beat. Let's get right into it, guys. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Obviously, this uh, this the offensive unit for the Patriots this year is is really the talk of the town, right? I mean, you added a bunch of weapons, including Brandon Cooks, one of the best receivers in football. You 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 know one of the fastest receivers in football, Brandon Cooks. You bring him in. You bring in a solid tight end in Dwayne Allen, a solid running back in Mike Gillisley. In addition to all the players that you already have on the team, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. You know, a second year of Malcolm Mitchell, uh, all, all these different guys. And then that's really just getting started because you've got the offensive line all coming back. You've got all the coaching coming back. It's really, you know, primed to be uh, a 2007-esque type season on, on offense. Um, we're not going to talk about the 19-0 thing. We're not going to talk about that. Um, while I do think that this, if, if any team could go undefeated, it would be this team. Uh, I, I don't want to get into that conversation until they're at least nine and zero going into the bye week. Uh, if they're nine and zero going into the bye week, we can start we can start messing around with some nineteen and zero talk. But until then, um, we'll just say that in, we'll compare this team to two thousand seven in terms of their offensive production. I think that they can score as many points as they scored back then. Uh, I think they can be one of the most dominant the most dominant offense in the league by a wide margin this season. And, you know, there are several factors that go into that. One is obviously Tom Brady. Tom Brady, coming into his age 40 season, is playing the best football of his career. Uh, you know, at the end of last season, you know, through 12 games last year, obviously only played in 12 games last year, we all know why, uh, he completed... Over 67% of his passes and threw for over 3,500 yards, 28 touchdowns, only two interceptions. So, you know, while it doesn't make, you know, obviously it doesn't matter, but if you look at those averages over 16 games, Brady would have thrown for over 4,700 yards with 37 touchdowns and only three picks. And that is ridiculous. So, this year, Tom Brady has even more weapons than he did last year. He's got Brandon Cooks. He's got Dwayne Allen. He's got Mike Gillisley replacing uh, LeGarrette Blunt as a running back. You've still got James White, Dion Lewis. You've still got uh, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell. 
So if I, I'm thinking, you know, you can expect f- over 4,000 yards from Tom Brady easily, probably close to 4,500 yards from Tom Brady, 35 touchdowns. I wouldn't bat an eye at 35 touchdowns. Uh, he'll probably come closer to 40 touchdowns if he plays every single game this year. They are going to air the ball out. They've got they've got too many guys, too many guys to throw the football to. We haven't even mentioned Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski is coming off of an injury plague season. He had another back surgery. Obviously, we all know the deal. Probably can't count on Gronkowski for 16 games, but I mean, if you can even get him for, you know, 12, 13 games. And you know, have him relatively healthy going into the playoffs. This team is is primed for a run. I mean, I I I simply don't think any team can score with these guys. Really, I mean, they they added at least one significant contributor to every single offensive skill position in the off season. Uh, they they went out and traded for Brandon Cooks, who is one of the fastest players in the entire NFL. In his combine year, he rushed, a, he ran a, a four three forty, which is just ridiculous. Um, he's already played three years in the league. He's only twenty four years old. Last year, he had seventy eight catches for one thousand one hundred seventy three yards and eight touchdowns. So not a huge year. You got a great quarterback and Drew Brees there. Um, obviously, uh, rookie re- receiver Michael Thomas kind of nudged in there and got uh, got a lot of receptions. Took a lot of receptions away from Cooks, but. I mean, the guy clearly has the talent to be a, a top-tier receiver in the league. He is incredibly fast. He can run a lot of different routes. Not only is he a deep threat, you know, all these Patriots fans saying, oh, we need a guy to take the top off the defense. We need a speed speed guy, a deep threat. Well, you have that guy in Brandon Cooks, and he can also run a lot of other routes. He can run those routes over the middle. He can take screen passes. He can he can work really well within the Patriots' offensive scheme. Uh at least on paper. If you look at his film of him and you say, wow, that guy would be a really good fit in the Patriots offense. They run those screen passes. They run those quick slants. He can do all that stuff. And he's really fast, which gives him a leg up in those in those situations. So you've got Brandon Cooks and Julian Edelman as your top two receivers. The unofficial depth chart right now has, has Edelman and Cooks as the starters with guys like Chris Hogan, Amendola, Malcolm Mitchell behind them. So... You added a significant contributor in Brandon Cooks to the wide receiver core. To the tight end core, you added a significant contributor in Dwayne Allen, who has been a starter in the league for several years. Um, you know, not a huge year last year. Uh, did play all? Uh, he played in 15 games last year. 35 catches for 406 yards and six touchdowns. So not too shabby, but you know, obviously uh, Andrew Luck had had injury issues in, in Indianapolis. They didn't have great quarterback play for a lot of the year. But still, a guy. Not if, if you're looking at a second tight end, we're looking at the second tight end on the roster right now. Thirty-five catches for four oh six and six touchdowns is more than enough from the second tight end, from the guy behind Rob Gronkowski. You know, so I mean, if you get Rob Gronkowski for, I mean, let's say if you get him for a full season, and Dwayne Allen is your second tight end and he's doing the job that Scott Chandler couldn't do and catching 35 balls for 400 yards and a couple touchdowns, then you're loving life with, with Dwayne Allen as your tight end. So, And again, he's not an old guy. He's 27 years old, kind of in the prime of his career at this point. He's only played four years in the league. So that's a great addition at tight end. And then you've got running back. You add Mike Gillisley. Not only do you steal that guy from 
a division rival in Buffalo. You take him away. He was part of the duo that led the league in rushing last year. Him and LeSean McCoy put Buffalo at the top of the league in rushing last year. And now you take away Gillisley. You bring him to your team. Now you've got him as your primary early down back, more, more than likely. He'll be your early down back. He's not much of a pass catcher. He only caught, I think, 19 balls last year. Um, so not a primary pass catcher by any means, but you've got him as your early down back. And then the guys you've got behind him, I mean, you have James White, Super Bowl hero from last year. You've got Deion Lewis, who we all know what Deion Lewis can do, provided he stays healthy, which, you know, with less reps, he, he likely will. You also got Rex Burkhead, who you signed this offseason, who's another early down, downhill, pound it running back. So, I mean, we'll get into this a little later on as we go through with wide receiver and running back especially. Um, there is just not enough room for all of these players on the team. That's just a simple fact of the matter. We're going to get into wide receiver in a little bit, but there just simply are, are not enough spots on the roster for all these guys. Same with running back. There's just not enough spots on the roster. So training camp and the, and the preseason are going to be extremely, extremely interesting to watch and see who rises to the top of the heap and who you know earns a job a spot on the roster because i mean this is going to be one of the most competitive rosters in football to make i mean they are stacked at every single position i know alex barth our new contributor hosting the show last week uh, talked a lot about the defense and the defense is is stacked to the teeth as well if you look at all the different spots in the depth chart and you say wow they've got at least two guys at each position and it's the same on offense. They've got at least two guys at every single position. That's offensive line included. That's quarterback included. They've got at least two guys at every position. And sometimes they've got three guys at every position that can step in and contribute and you and you won't miss much. Right? So, I mean, let's look at the fact, like, let's say Julian Edelman gets hurt early in the season. He's going to have to miss four or five games. Okay, well, you can take Brandon Cooks. He's your number one guy. You can bring in Chris Hogan and step into that spot that Edelman occupied or Amendola. You can you can switch those guys off, and then you've still got whoever you don't use as the second receiver, Amendola or Hogan, as a third receiver, and you've also got Malcolm Mitchell. And we also haven't talked about Andrew Hawkins, who is also a player that was signed to this team, who's another slot wide receiver, who, if he's going to make the team, will likely make it as a special teamer. But still, you've got all these different guys. So if someone goes down, let's say Mike Gillisley goes down, well, you've still got Rex Burkhead as an early down back. Let's say James White goes down, well, you've still got Deion Lewis as a pass-catching back. I mean, let's say, let's say, God forbid, God forbid, let's say Tom Brady goes down. Well, you do have Jimmy Garoppolo. So while it's not... Well, you, you, you'll obviously, and especially with Tom Brady, you'll obviously lose something if, if, if they were to get injured. I mean, with Jimmy Garoppolo, the, the Patriots would still make the playoffs with this team. So, and especially, I mean, if you look at wide receiver, if you look at running back, if one guy goes down, you can pretty much not miss a beat and bring in another guy. So... The, the depth of this team is what's going to make them so formidable this year. And it's also going to be what makes training camp so interesting because 
Guys are going to be fighting, literally fighting for the, you know, the 49th, 50th, 51st, 52nd, 53rd spot on the roster. Because every other spot is taken up with all these guys. You've also got to consider guys like uh, Brandon Bolden, guys like Nate Ebner, guys like uh, you know, Matthew Slater, guys who will make the team specifically as special teams contributors, but that means they're taking up a spot on the roster. So, you know, someone else isn't going to be able to make the team. So training camp is going to be really interesting uh, with all these different guys. Um, again, I, I mentioned... what. We're still we're expecting full campaigns from from Dion Lewis, who played only ten games last year, if you include the playoffs, and Rob Gronkowski, who played only eight games last year and missed double playoffs. So I mean, if you get full seasons from those guys, and you know another strong season from Julian Edelman, who played every single game last year, caught almost a hundred passes for over a thousand yards. Now his numbers will dip, because I mean, you brought another guy into the fold. Now Brandon Cooks is in the fold, so. Edelman's probably looking at closer to maybe 80 catches or, or 75, 80 catches as opposed to 98, what he got last year. But still, I mean, if you get solid contributions from all of these different players, this offense is going to be basically unstoppable. And let's not forget, you have the best decision maker in all of football running the offense in Tom Brady. So... I mean, if you if you guys can think of any weaknesses on this Patriots offense, please let me know because we're going to talk about the offensive line as well. And they while they had a great season last year, they are poised to be an even better unit this year. So um, we're, we're going to take a quick break right here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk. We're going to play a little game that I like to call Who Gets the Reps? And uh, we're going to focus specifically on wide receiver and running back because as I mentioned, there are just too many players and not enough spots on the roster for, for those positions. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll play some who's going to get the reps. Every employer knows that a crucial part of any successful business is hiring the right employees. But posting a job in one place isn't enough to find those quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job to all of the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017. Post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with just a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch the qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No more juggling emails or calls to your office. Now you can quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses nationwide. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter.com for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. One word, sportsfan. One more time to try for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. And we are back here on the Pages Beat Podcast, breaking down the New England Patriots offensive unit. We're playing who's going to get the reps, talking about wide receivers and running backs. We'll start with wide receivers. So as I mentioned, the Patriots have a, a, an incredible amount of significantly contributing wide receivers. They have six wide receivers with NFL experience. And that's not counting the two tight ends who can catch in Gronkowski and Dwayne Allen, uh, as well as obviously the pass-catching backs like James White, Deion Lewis. Um, there's a couple guys that were drafted, uh, Cody Hollister, Austin Carr, who were drafted earlier this year. So, you know, really, there are like 11 players who can catch a pass 
on the Patriots roster right now that, that like that could start, right? So it's going to be very difficult for any rookie to make the team. Cody Hollister, it's going to be very difficult. Austin Carr, even though he was Big Ten receiver of the year last year, and he was drafted with you know I think it was a fourth round, a fourth or fifth round pick. He he's going to have a tough time making the team. I mean, shoot, Andrew Hawkins, who you know contributed significantly for the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals over the past few years as a, as a slot wide receiver, he's going to have a tough time making the team. Uh, unless he makes uh, uh, unless excuse me, unless he makes the team as a return specialist, like a, a punt returner, a kick returner, which obviously the Patriots have had issues with over the past, uh, especially over last season. So it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be a battle. The the most interesting battle, obviously, will be for the third wide receiver spot because, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, according to the Patriots' unofficial depth chart. Brandon Cooks and Julian Edelman are the two starters, uh, which is, you know, no surprise. They're obviously the two best receivers on the team. They would be your two starters, pretty much guarantee, unless there's an injury. So the real battle in training camp and in preseason and whatever will be for that third wide receiver spot, the slot guy. Um, Even though it's not really a slot guy, because whenever they have three receivers on the field, Edelman usually moves into the slot. So, which could also have an effect on who who plays the reps, who gets the reps. You know what I'm saying? So, it's going to come down to Chris Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell, and Danny Amendola. It's going to be those three guys fighting for the third wide receiver spot. And uh, you know, whoever finishes second in that race will end up being the fourth wide and whatever. So, I mean, these guys are playing for legitimately playing for playing time this season because how many times honestly how many times does the fifth wide receiver get on the field how many times does the fourth wide receiver get on the field unless there's an injury right so I mean the Patriots run some four wide receiver sets but when they do one of those receivers is usually Rob Gronkowski or Deion Lewis or James White or something like that they don't usually have four actual wide receivers on the field at the same time very often. So it's going to be, these guys are fighting for legitimate playing time this season. And all three of these guys, Hogan, Mitchell, and Amendola, all contributed pretty significantly last year, especially in the playoffs. So this is going to be a really interesting battle. Uh, You know, each player brings their own different strengths to the position. Obviously, Chris Hogan uh, can run those deeper routes. He obviously made a ton of big plays last year. Uh, Malcolm Mitchell, we saw what he can do. We saw that he's got potential. He's got great hands. He can run good routes. Uh, obviously, we've seen that Danny Amendola and, Jay- and Tom Brady have you know, a really good chemistry. All three of them have really good chemistry with Tom Brady. So, I mean, it's really almost impossible to pick. And you know, knowing the Patriots, as, as I'm sure a lot of fans do, having watched them over the past 15 years, especially over the past, I would say, since you know, 2010, 2011, is that they they really get everybody involved and they play matchup specific football. So there'll be one week when Chris Hogan will get the majority of the reps because he's he's a bigger guy than the corner that's facing him. Uh, there will be times when Malcolm Mitchell will get the reps because he matches up better against a, a certain corner than 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 Danny Amendola does. So you're really gonna probably get a mix of all three of these guys rotating through this wide, third wide receiver position. And this is obviously if everybody stays healthy. 
But we'll say everybody stays healthy. All three of these guys are going to be rotating through this position. And, you know, but I really think that, that Chris Hogan, you know, will probably get that job to start the year. I think he should be the third guy because, you know, just the 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 way he contributed last year, the way he can affect the game, um, the kind of routes he can run, I think it's a really good compliment to guys like Cooks and Amendola. Um, so I, I think he would be the guy that would probably get the reps at least early on in the season. And then, as I mentioned, who knows what could happen with injuries. Uh, if you lose one of these guys, another one steps up, and then you've got a, a, another guy coming into that third wide receiver spot. So uh, they are not hurting for wide receivers. I think it's a pretty safe bet that all of those guys, all five of them, uh, Brandon Cooks, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell, and Danny Amendola, those five will be your wide receivers on the roster this year. It'll be those five. They'll be catching passes for you as wide receivers. Um, guys like Austin Carr, guys like Andrew Hawkins, guys like uh, Cody Hollister, those guys, if if they're going to make the team, it's going to be a, a special teams player, um, and they're likely looking at the practice squad or, or getting cut altogether. So, I mean, as I mentioned, there are simply too many spots. So not a, we're not saying, oh, who's going to be the fourth wide receiver on this team? We're saying, who's going to even get the reps at third wide receiver? Because theoretically... Cooks, Julian Edelman, and Rob Gronkowski are your top three targets. So they're going to be the ones eating up all the catches for the most part. So the third wide receiver is really probably your fourth option in a, in a, in a perfect scenario where you've got Gronkowski, Cooks, and Edelman all out on the field at the same time. You really don't even need a third wide receiver. So it's going to be tough. I mean, a lot of these guys are going to are going to see a significant dip in their numbers for sure. But uh and 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 reps and stuff it's it's going to be hard to come by. It's simply going to be hard to come by. Now, granted, you're probably going to get an injury from Rob Gronkowski at some point in this season. I mean, it's it's at this point you kind of have to plan on him getting hurt at some point. And obviously Julian Edelman is now 31. He he played every single game last year, so I don't doubt that he could do it again this year, but you know, he had the foot problem for a while and, you know, was limping around. And so, you know, he could miss some time. Who knows? You know, you're going to need all these guys to step up at certain points during the year. We all know what happens during the NFL season. We're all sitting here talking. It's July 19th right now. We're sitting here talking about a full roster on paper because they haven't even seen the field yet in training camp. So someone's going to get hurt. Likely multiple players on this offense are going to get hurt. The beautiful part about it is, while it would derail other teams in the league if they lost their best wide receiver, if Julian Edelman goes down, another team is done. If Brandon Cooks goes down, another team is done. But the Patriots can just plug in another guy, another guy who has played in the offense already. They don't have to go out and sign some guy or bring some guy up off the practice squad who's never played in the league before. They've got guys who were on the team last year who won a Super Bowl last year who will be stepping into the role. And it'll be like you miss nothing. So, uh, the third wide receiver spot, while it is the likely, if, if Rob Gronkowski is playing, it is the fourth most important pass catcher on the field. Uh, that's going to be the most interesting battle at the wide receiver position in this training camp. I think Hogan wins it. I'm going to say that right now. I think Hogan wins the job to start off the year. But as I said, they will likely rotate all different guys. Hogan, Mitchell, Amendola. They'll rotate them all through. 
uh, depending on matchups because that's just the way they play their game. That's just the, the way they run their offense. So um, moving on to running back, the Patriots have four running backs on the roster who have you know played significant snaps in the NFL, been starters in the NFL, um, and they've all got you know kind of different skill sets. You've got um, a couple uh, more big, bulky, downhill running backs in, in Rex Burkhead and uh, Mike Gillisley. And then you've got the quicker pass catchers and James White, Deion Lewis. You've also still got DJ Foster on the roster as of right now. He, he'll, he'll, unfortunately for him, he'll likely see the practice squad again this year unless he can sign on with another team because, um, they're, they're, again, simply are just not enough spots. The Patriots, really, I mean, they only have one running back on the field at once anyway, and it's it's really it depends on the situation, who they're going to play. Mike Gillisley is 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 going to be a significant contributor. As of right now, the unofficial depth chart has James White as the starter with Mike Gillisley in the number two spot. And then behind them is Deion Lewis, Rex Burkhead, DJ Foster, James Devlin. So also remember, yeah, James Devlin will probably make this team. So there's a spot on the roster taken. Don't forget that Brandon Bolden will likely make this team as a special teamer. As another roster spot taken. So... DJ Foster likely going to the practice squad, I would imagine. Because uh, you paid Rex Burkhead a decent amount of money. You went and traded for Mike Gillisley, who, you know, has a start. He who could be a starter in the league for for another team. And then you've obviously got James White and Deion Lewis. So this will be um this will be a tough again, it'll be tough to get reps just as a as a running back on this team, not only is it tough to get reps as a running back anyway, because while they do run a balanced attack, the, the Patriots has with offense is a pretty balanced attack. They throw the football a lot, especially if they're uh, if Tom Brady is feeling it and he can rip apart a defense, he's going to throw the ball. So I mean, and you know, there are times when they're just they're only running the ball so they can set up the play action, or they're running the ball on the one yard line, which is is what I think Rex Burkhead and Mike Gillisley are going to. They're going to specialize in. They're going to take that Legarrette Blunt role, and they're going to try to pound the ball in from the two-yard line and get touchdowns like that. I think that James White will get the majority of the pass-catching uh, scenarios. And Deion Lewis is a guy who, while he is a great pass-catching back, he's also a really good runner. He can run between the tackles. He's small. He can hide behind linemen. He can move around. And uh, he can he can make some plays uh, getting the ball handed to him. So... I think he'll see some sparing time, but I think likely you'll see White and Gillisley being being the two guys. It'll be Gillisley getting the majority of the early down work. James White, provided he can you know continue to get play better as he played obviously in the playoffs, he had those huge games in the playoffs. He'll likely get more of the uh, pass scenarios for a running back. He'll be he'll likely be that guy. And then Deion Lewis will be thrown in there sparingly. Rex Burkhead will probably be more of a goal line, short yardage type back, uh, uh, a guy who can spell Gillisley if he's getting in, if he's getting uh, tired, or again he can fill in if say Gillisley gets hurt. Well, you still got an early down back in Rex Burkhead, and you don't have to you know pound the crap out of Deion Lewis or or James White when Gillisley goes down, or or vice versa. Let's say James White goes down. Okay, well, you don't have to throw the ball to Mike Gillisley, and who, who's not a great pass catching back. You still have Deion Lewis. So, um, again, just 
more maneuverability with the roster, a ton of different ways this Patriots offense can go. Um, I'm still not seeing a weakness, right? We've been talking for almost uh, you know 20 minutes here, and, and, I'm, and I'm not seeing you know, tw- almost 30 minutes here. And I haven't found a weakness yet, right? I mean, we're going to take one more break. We're going to talk about the offensive line when we come back. And I don't think we're going to find a weakness there either, guys. I really don't. This team is stacked, stacked on offense at every single position. So let's take one more break real quick. We'll come back. We'll talk about the offensive line and what we're going to look ahead to at training camp. Coming up next week, we are eight days away from training camp. Very exciting stuff. And we are back here once again on the Patriots Beat Podcast looking for weaknesses on this Patriots offense and having a very difficult time finding them. We've run through all the skill positions, running back, tight end, wide receiver, quarterback. And there's just no weakness so far. Stacked with depth, stacked with talent. We're now at the offensive line. With the starting offensive line, the entire starting offensive line, all five players returning this year, and Dante Scarnecchia, the best offensive line coach in the business, returning once again as offensive line coach. This is going to be a really solid unit once again. They were one of the top units in the league last year. They were top 10 in a bunch of different categories. Uh, they were top 10 in, in rushing yards last year, fewest sacks allowed, fewest quarterback hits allowed. So so this is going to be really good. Last year, if you're, if you're wondering about the stats... Um, they were top 10 in the NFL last year in, in team rushing yards with 1,872. That was good enough for 7th place in the NFL. Uh, fewest sacks allowed. They only allowed 24 sacks last year, which was 5th best in the league. And uh, they only allowed 73 quarterback hits total, in the, which was ninth best in the league. So they do have room to improve. There's no question about that. Obviously, uh, 73 quarterback hits sounds like a lot. You don't want Tom Brady to get hit 73 times when he's 40. Um, you don't want him to get sacked 24 times when he's 40. You know, 24 sacks, 73 hits. So he's getting getting pounded on 100 times or whatever this the last season. You don't really want that to happen when he's 40. You'd really like to have him get hit as as little as possible. So, well, and and a lot of that. He does by himself because he just throws the ball. He gets the ball out of his hands so quick, so quick that nobody can even. They don't even have time to get to him. But you really like to have him not get hit that often. You've got a, a very solid unit starting at left tackle. Nate Solder back this year, played all year last year after after missing the season with the with the the, the elbow injury last, uh, two years ago. Um, so you got him over there. You've got obviously. Um, <clears throat> Shaq Mason uh, at right guard, David Andrews at center, Joe Tooney second season at, at left guard, and then uh, Marcus Cannon at right tackle. So you've got a solid line there. That's a solid line. Marcus Cannon showed that he's a great player last year. He signed a big contract. He's going to live up to it this year, right? Shaq Mason continues to improve, um, hopefully becomes a better pass blocker. Uh, David Andrews, once again, is the center. Took a job from a really good player in Brian Stork. Kept it and is now a great player. Joe Thune, second year in the system. Hopefully he'll continue to improve. And then Nate Solder, who has been your franchise uh, left tackle for the past uh, eight years or so. So that is a solid unit right there. And then you've got some backup players who you can get excited about. You've got Ted Karras, who was a rookie last year, 
and really showed you something at both guard and center. When David Andrews missed some time, he played some center. When uh, Shaq Mason missed some time, he played some guard. So he can really do a couple different things. He played guard in college, so he can do a couple different things. Cameron Fleming, well, you don't really want to see him out there as a starter. He is certainly a guy who can come in as a rotational piece and, and make some things happen. Same thing with Adrian Waddle. While you don't want him as a starter, he can come in and contribute as a rotational player. And then you've got uh, Tony Garcia, who the Patriots drafted in the third round, played tackle out of Troy. He could be your future, your franchise left tackle of the future, potentially, with, with uh, uh, Nate Solder aging and you know having had some injury troubles over the past several seasons. So you've got your, your three deep at left tackle, you're definitely too deep at right tackle. And then you've got a couple guards. You've got some centers. Uh, you, you're really feeling good at offensive line as well. So so, so the line doesn't need, to doesn't need to improve significantly, right? They just need to be a little bit better than they were last year. And they would be, you know, a top five unit in the league. They were great. So, again, not finding too many weaknesses. Now, if there are injuries on the offensive line, you could start getting into some issues, right? Obviously, if if you lose Nate Solder, let's say, and then Adrian Waddle has to become your starting left tackle, that could pose a problem. If if Tony Garcia ends up, you know, having to jump in as a rookie and play left tackle, that could cause some problems, right? So. While, it's, while you have a very solid starting offensive line at this point, and you've got a couple solid backup-slash-rotational players in Fleming, Karras, Waddle, you really don't want to have any injuries on the offensive line, right? Like we said with the running backs and the wide receivers, say, if some guy goes down for a few games, okay, you've got another guy who can, even if a guy goes down for the whole year, okay, you've got another guy who you can plug in, and you're not going to miss much production, if any. Offensive line, you can't really say that. It's going to be a lot tougher to replace uh, a guy like Nate Solder or a guy like um, Marcus Cannon as opposed to replacing a guy like Danny Amendola or Malcolm Mitchell or Chris Hogan or whoever, right? Because of the, just the amount of talent at, in the position group. So I, I expect good thing, things from this offensive line. Obviously, Dante Skarnecchia, one of the best in the business. He came back before last season and the, the the line instantly got better from the, the from the, the the couple years of Dave DeGuglielmo. So I expect good things. I expect good things out of the Patriots. I expect good things out of the line. I expect good things out of Tom Brady. I expect good things out of the wide receivers, out of the running backs, out of everybody. Tight ends. This is gonna be the best, the best Patriots offense that we have ever seen. I am firmly convinced of that. Again, I don't want to go into the whole undefeated thing, but I think this Patriots team can score more points than any football team has scored in a season ever. I think that is 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 very much within reach. I think all of those 2007 records, you know, a lot of them were broken by that, what was that, that 2013 or 2014 Denver team. All of those records are firmly within reach of Tom Brady. Like, I mean... Is it possible that Tom Brady could throw 50 touchdown passes again in in his career this year? I think that's possible. I don't think he'll throw 50. I think he'll throw 40. 
I think he'll throw 40 touchdown passes this year. 40 touchdowns and five picks is what I'm thinking for this season. He'll play a full 16 games. He'll throw 40 touchdowns and five picks. Over 4,000 yards without question. He'll probably complete close to 70% of his passes. He has too many weapons to not play well. He's I mean, Obviously, he's just too good of a quarterback to not play well. But we've seen him play really, really, really well with much lesser talent than he's got out there. He's never had a guy. He hasn't had a guy like Brandon Cooks since Randy Moss. And then you've got five guys behind him who could also play. You also got two tight ends and two guys who can catch passes out of the backfield. There are just way too many weapons and a great offensive line in front of you. Everything is put together for this Patriots offense to be the best offense in all of football and one of, if not the best offense we have ever seen in the NFL. So get ready, Patriots fans, because starting next week, you know, a lot of talk is going to be about this Patriots offense. And if they start rolling through teams like they did in 07, they start blowing teams out by 25, 30 points, and they're, you know, 9-0, 10-0, 11-0, and they're rolling, Tom Brady's just looking like the MVP of, of MVPs, man, that'll be something. That'll just be something. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens this year, definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to training camp. Training camp is next week. We are eight days away from training camp. So that's next Thursday, July 27th. Next week's show, we will be all over, all over training camp, previewing every single piece of training camp. What are we going to expect from it? What's going to happen? What are the position battles to look for? What's the chemistry we're going to look for? What are we looking for on offense? What are we looking for on defense? Who's going to be the return man on special teams? Everything. We're looking at absolutely everything. Training camp next week for sure. So be sure to stick around for that. Um, Until then, guys, thanks again for downloading today's Patriots Beat. Today's sponsors, as always, were Blue Apron and ZipRecruiter. I want to once again thank everybody who tuned in, everybody who always tunes in, the downloads, the listens. You guys mean the world to us. Thank you guys so much. Um, for CLNS Media Executive Producer Larry H. Russell and the founder of the network, Nick Gelso, I want to thank everyone who tuned in. My name is Michael Longi, and this is the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Radio. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of the CLNS Media Network, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice. And live on CLNS Radio immediately after every single pass game, call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the plays of the game, and everything else that is going on with the five-time Super Bowl champion. Subscribe to CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher, and the best way, download the free CLNS Media Network mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere.